0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. What you've just seen were a lot of images from the past two years since we actually launched Awaken Church And we see a lot of uh, folks in the pictures there that are part of the church family. So, uh, man, what a great day this is, Uh, not just because it's the Lord's Day and we get to come and worship together, but also we have uh, a part of our ending of 2019 heading into 2020. We're going to have a baby dedication here. And so we've got um, Zach and Bree George with little Liam Everett George. And uh, we're going to do that at this time. So um, you guys can... Again, we have a small group here this morning in-house. Feel free to move around, get closer, whatever you want to do. The loud music's over, so you can get closer if you want to. Let me hold a little baby Liam for just a minute. Hey, buddy. Hey. This little guy, he always laughs when I talk to him. I don't know if it's my hair or what, but every time I come and talk to Liam, he just laughs and giggles and looks at me like, you're the funniest guy I ever saw. Uh-oh, he's crying, and I was huh? going to cry. In 21 years of being a pastor... Every time I've done a baby dedication but one, they cried. The one that didn't cry actually pooped while I was holding him, so let's don't do that. Um, this morning is, is a perfect time to do a baby dedication, too. Right here at the, on the heels of of the Advent season. Advent has has come and gone, and we're in the, Christ, the season of Christmas. And the, the scriptures tell us that Jesus went on eight days after he was born, and was dedicated to the lord in the temple this was part of their culture and so it's very appropriate that at this time of year we do baby dedication so i'm going to give liam back to mommy and we're going to conduct a little ceremony here here you go buddy. there you go, there you go. Children are a gift from God. Realizing this, do you present Liam today to God, earnestly praying that your child may grow in wisdom and in favor with God and with man? If so, say we do. We do. Knowing that it is not the will of God that one of these children should be separated from Him, do you covenant together to instruct Liam in the knowledge of Christian Scripture, to pray for and with your child, and to teach Liam to love and respect the Creator and His creation? If so, please say we do. We do. As we dedicate Liam today, do you also dedicate yourselves as parents to Jesus Christ that you may live as an example to Liam to follow? If so, say we do. We do. I would ask the congregation, family, and friends if you would stand now. Um, Do you, as Christ followers, friends, and family, acknowledge the responsibility together with these parents? of teaching and guiding Liam, that he may grow in wisdom and knowledge of God. And in due time, he may be led to trust Jesus as his Savior and Lord as well. If so, will you please say, we do. We do. Father, we thank you for Zach, for Bree, for friendship, for partnership in ministry, for the, uh, just the way that they, they walk and live their lives And Lord, today they bring Liam to you To dedicate to you, but Lord, to dedicate themselves They have just uh, Taken uh, uh, vows of commitment to, uh, to, to, to dedicate Liam To raise him uh, According to your way and your scriptures And Lord, he'll come to a point where he'll make his own Decision and own choice, and we all do But we thank you, Lord, that today We have this opportunity to, to, to Honor you, Lord, with his life And with his family In Jesus' name amen. I want to present you guys a couple of things here. Here's a little certificate of dedication. And also we have a gift, baby gift Bible for you. So thanks a lot guys. Thanks. All right. You guys can be seated. Yeah, give me a hand. if we can get that taken care of so man again what a great way to kind of wrap up the year and uh, man look at this college students even showing up that aren't even supposed to be in town right now god is doing something this year (laughs) y'all so this year we did a lot of stuff it's kind of great that we kind of wrap up the year with a baby dedication man that's that's kind of a cool way to kind of put a, a nice cherry on top of this sunday that is 2019 you got it right So this year, here's some of the things that we've done. Some of us, we read through the whole New Testament together, a chapter a day through the whole year. We took one chapter a day, went through the plan, and read through the New Testament together. Some of the things we saw in some of the pictures up there. We had our second annual Awaken Crawfish Boil and Cookout. I think that's going to be a third annual coming up this year because that went really well. We had unity services, which means our church came together with a bunch of other churches and their choirs and their bands. We had two one down in Palmetto with our uh, uh, churches from all over the state, and one up in Shreveport with churches from all over the Shreveport, Bozier area. And, and our praise team and band, Zach and, and uh, Quentin, were involved in the worship, leading of that, of both of those services. We had our Bible study circles, which are like small groups, and our vision is to see these eventually be uh, places that meet all around town homes, and homes and on campus or wherever. And we have circles. Because on Sunday we sit in rows. I mean, we want to meet at least once during the week in a circle, in a smaller group. And we had that happen. We had one of those met at Sonic of all places. We had a Bible study circle at Sonic for the whole spring. And then coming into the fall, we had a Bible study circle that met on the riverbank under the pavilion for every Wednesday. And that was that was really awesome that we were able to do that this year. We had our first ever Easter egg, we are on the hunt, it was a dash because we used, they, they allowed us to use the parking lot out here. You can't really hide any eggs out there. But we had 10,000 eggs and the police drove by and said we've never seen anything like this. And The, the, the officer got on his mic on his uh, walkie-talkie and said, you know, you guys have to drive by the theater today and see what's going on. They're, these people are putting 10,000 eggs out here and it was awesome. Out there, we did a Halloween outreach, which way to Main Street, which we were able to connect with uh, uh, the, the community through that day. We, uh, through the donations that were provided by some very generous sponsors, were able to feed um, I don't know how many people, but uh, over 75 I know free spaghetti on Monday night at uh, Front, Street, Front Street Marketplace on one Monday night. We're only $6 for you can eat spaghetti anyway, a little commercial for them. That's a pretty good deal. But we made it free, we were able to make it free that night. We had our uh, annual Thanksgiving potluck where the church family came. It was very inward-focused time, not trying to do outreach, but really time for us to come together and love on each other. That was an awesome, awesome day. Thanks for that chocolate pie, Kevin. It was good stuff. We've been continually reaching NSU students, and I'm just, again... I, I, you guys are just blowing my mind that you're here this morning. So it's really awesome to see you guys. Um, students and also non-students in our community, you saw the pictures. It's like if you come in this morning and you see, well, this church doesn't have very many people. But as you can see in the pictures, they are. They just, We're just uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a season of kind of moving in and out uh, of that. So we've been awakened this year to be become more like Jesus. And as we become more like Jesus, what we've seen is we've seen glimpses of the vision that God has for us, for Awakened Church to, to uh, really just to be a difference in this community. And we've seen some glimpses of that. And I love the story that God's telling thats that we've come to know as Awakened Church. And I'm excited to see what twists and turns happen next. Because we're not only on the brink of a new year, but a new decade. And we're kind of dreaming and praying and letting God lead us into what does not just this year look like for Awakened Church, but what does this next decade look like for Awakened Church? Hopefully you guys are just as excited to see what twists and turns happen next. So earlier this year, our leadership team put together a little creative offsite, which is a time when we brought together some different thinkers, different uh, people of all different age groups, uh, different backgrounds. We had college students, we had old people like me just all gathered together. And what we did was we prayed. And we talked about scriptures, and we talked about what sermon series ideas, what God might be leading us to, to, to go into, into the next year. And we just really sought God's face in that. And we took that time, and, and a big takeaway was that God was uh, calling us to be a mission outpost, kind of a launch, like Awaken Church to be a launching pad for we who are growing to become more like Jesus to send an invitation to the community, to the campus for others to come and become an active part of what this little church family is actually becoming a growing church family. And so I shared with them this scripture in Philippians chapter one, and I kind of want to read that scripture and just share a few thoughts on that. Not a lot this morning, we won't be here a long time, but I just want to share a few thoughts this morning, kind of to wrap up this year, head us into this next year and this next decade. Philippians one, beginning in verse one, it says that this letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I am writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more, we must grow collectively in order to grow our reach into the community and the campus. As we grow as individuals, we must grow collectively in order to grow our reach into the community and the campus. First thought about that, I wanna kinda camp out on for just a minute, is we have to stay consistently committed. How are we, we gonna grow this year? Is you're gonna grow this year if you will stay consistently committed. That's true of you, if you're, if you're a person who sets resolutions or goals, or just kinda, of, I'll, I'll figure it out. If you will stay consistently committed, that's how growth will happen in your life. In 2019, we saw a lot of new faces. And, and I, I read this, this, this uh, report that was put out by one of these church things, and they said, if you have, this is a gauge of if you're a healthy church, not if you're growing or you're, you know, great or whatever, but your health, there's 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 a healthiness to you. If you have more first time visitors this year than you have your average attendance this year, then that means your health. There's a healthiness to you. And I was like, man, I shared that with the guys. I was like, man, we are healthy. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of folks come through this year for first time. Many second time or third time. Some even said, Oh, I'm I'm in, yeah, I'm committed. And then didn't say consistent with that. So I love that one of the things we can do today is just celebrate those who are consistently committed. And uh, man, I'm never like, always need to like name names because then you're, um, you always forget somebody. Somebody gets their feelings hurt. Well, you said thank you to Quentin, but you didn't say thank you. Look, guys, a lot of folks are committed to Awaken Church. We have a whole group of churches that are financially supporting us. We have people who are, that do stuff behind us. We have a prayer group that they get an email from us from time to time, and they pray for the needs that we share with them. They're committed to us. We have folks that are committed to when they're here, they're here, <laughs> but consistently committed. Quentin has been consistently committed. Zach and Bree and Shelly out there with the kids and Christian and Kevin who will go hunting on Sunday morning and then come to church. I've been in church my whole life. I know guys that go hunting. They ain't going to church after they go hunting. I've never heard of that. I love that. Tariq, Jawan, college students who, when they're in town, are consistently committed, along with Lexi and Caleb. And there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Again, I start naming names. Somebody's going to see the video. He didn't say my name. I love you. They consistently, I want to celebrate that. You're consistently committed, and I see it, and I appreciate it. But more, it's not for me, though. You're not consistently committed for Pastor Steve, and I know that. It's because Jesus is the subject, and you're making Jesus the subject of your walk, of your life, and that's what's happening here. So Philippians begins with that. Paul's like, many of his letters begins with, um, from Paul and, like Paul and. In this case, he says, this is from Paul and Timothy. And it doesn't mean necessarily Timothy co-authored the letter. It means that that Paul was always working as a team. He always had partners in ministry, and he was was giving him credit. He's celebrating the consistency of the commitment they've made to him. And in this case, he's writing to this church in Philippi, and Timothy's well-known there. Actually, if we will look at, at Acts 16, and we won't take time to do that. You can do that later. But Acts 16 tells the story of how this church got started, and Paul and Silas founded that church, and Timothy was there with them. So he's very familiar to them. When they read this letter, they oh, yeah, Paul, Timothy, we know them. It's from them. And then he says, grace and peace to you. It's like almost every letter Paul writes. In the New Testament, for those who don't know, most of the New Testament in the Bible are letters from this guy, Paul. And almost all of them begin with grace and peace to you. It's it's definitely a greeting. The word grace comes from the Greek word, charis. I mean, you say charis. I didn't hear it. There's too many people here that I didn't hear it. Charis, say it again. Charis. That's a little better. Charis, it's, it's means it's a Greek word. translates as grace, obviously. But it means with benefit or, or favor. With benefit or favor. And they would greet each other with this. These Hellenistic Greeks in the Greek language, this was how they would greet each other. It became kind of a, a like, like, yo, or hey. They would say charis, which meant grace. Grace. With benefit or favor. Now, Peace is from a Hebrew word shalom. Let me hear you say shalom. Shalom. That's good, that's good. Uh, literally, shalom means to be rest to, to rest secured. Rest secured. Again, also a greeting. Actually, if you've been around Jewish folks, we, we lived in South Florida, it was a highly Jewish concentration in the population. And people would greet us all the time. Shalom. It it was like, Good morning, how are you? Have a good day. Hello. It was just a greeting. And it literally, it means peace, it literally means rest secured. So this was used as a greeting even then among the Hebrew people. And so here is Paul. He's a Jewish man. He's he's in a Hellenistic Greek culture that's run by the Roman Empire. He's writing to Christians who are both have a background of Jewish and non-Jewish. The word for that is Gentile. But if you read the scripture, you see the word Gentile. It means people who aren't Jews. That's probably most of us, if not all of us. And he says, grace and peace. Using both the Greek and the Hebrew to greet. And it's more than just a, a way of being culturally relevant to begin his letter. He is saying, May God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you his grace and his peace. Because we're on the same team, because we're in this together, because I see you're consistently committed. When I see you consistently committed, I think that honors God, and may you receive grace and peace. And if Paul's letters are any indication, this one and and probably all the rest of them, everything begins with grace and peace. As we head into 2020, guys, we need to head into 2020 with grace and with peace. And maybe we're ending, I know a lot of folks in my own circle who are ending 2019 they've had some grace but they haven't had a lot of peace in this past year, the past couple years maybe. And I'm praying with them and for them. That as we head into a new year, they would be able to enter into the new year with grace and with peace. In order to grow in anything, though, in order to grow in anything, consistent commitment over time equals results. That's where grace and peace comes in. Consistent commitment over time equals results. Again, some of us may be thinking about New Year's resolutions. Our set, I don't really do that. I set goals based on I have a, have a, I have like a, a, a rule of life that I go by and then I set goals based on that going into a new year. And I, you know, as I set goals, I've learned something over time that the only way to reach those goals is to say consistently committed when it's hard. To say consistently committed when I feel like quitting. To to, to as some of us say in the, the friends that my have fins are in the fitness fitness business and it's like never miss a Monday. <laughs> consistently committed. Over time equals results. So stay consistently committed to your spiritual growth. And those of you who are part of the Awakened Church family are potentially like, Hey, man, I think I want to maybe become part of this. Pray about not just your spiritual growth and your commitment to that, but the commitment to God's vision for Awakened Church. And then the next thing is you have to keep an attitude of gratitude. Keep an attitude of gratitude. Paul says, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to God. Every time I think of you. Man, that's, that's a blessing. If I got a letter from that, from and, and probably there's a few folks in my life that have been. I think of my mamaw, uh, both my mamaw's. Probably every time they thought about once I got to be you know, out on my own, every time they thought about me, they probably prayed, thanking God that I'm still alive for all the crazy stuff I was going through and I was doing. He says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to God. And what's he thankful for? Verse 5, you have been my partners in spreading the good news. About Christ from time you've heard it until now. It's not just a general, oh, I'm so thankful for you. Every time I think of you, I just thank God for you. No, he's, I'm thankful every time I think of you because. You've been partners in spreading the good news of Christ from the time you heard it until now. And then he says, Timothy and I are partners in ministry, but we're not alone here because you know that you are partners in this ministry with us. And that fills us with so much joy. It, kind of, it overflows, and, and there's a gratitude. It overflows, actually, into prayer for you. He's basically saying, guys, you rock my face off. You rock, and I'm blessed because of you. And he's saying, I love the teamwork I see. I love the fact that, that I'm not alone in this, that we're in this together. This is because teamwork doesn't just include when it comes to church, the pastor and like the staff, the, the, the elders and the deacons and, and it, it, teamwork when it comes to church, it's every follower of Christ. If you're a follower of Christ, you're on the team and you're on a team, the whole team needs you to make the team work. Man, I love Joe Burrow. But if he didn't have those guys blocking like they were blocking, he would not get a single one of those passes off yesterday. But he got them off, didn't he? Go Tigers. This is because teamwork is about the team. And every follower of Jesus is a part of the team. And you have a a part to play. But this also includes God because the work of God is what makes the teamwork happen. He goes on in verse 6. He says, I'm certain that God who began this good work in you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He says, I'm certain there's a team. We all have a part to play. And I'm certain God's going to do his part. God is not going to let us down. We're partners in this ministry, not just with you. You're not just partners with me. We're partners with God. And he will never stop doing his part. He always does his part because God loves teams. It's all his idea anyway. 2019, actually the whole... Two years plus that we've been plant, planting and growing and trying to trying to get awake in church to become a church, church. Um, there's been lots of highs and lows, roller coaster ride. And when I get on some of those lows, it always comes a reminder from somewhere, from somebody. Stephen, this isn't your idea. God's this is God's idea. He called you. Didn't just just decide to move to Natchitoches and plant a church. It's God's idea. It's His vision. It's not, not your church anyway, is it? It's God's church. And he reminds us of that over and over because teamwork in the church is God's plan. And Paul gets this, and he's writing this. And guess where he's writing this from? The attitude of gratitude? He's writing from jail. Did you catch that when we read the scripture? Even in these chains, he says, even in literal chains, when you grow in gratitude, hope spreads. When you will grow in gratitude, hope will spread. And hope continues to arrive. That's been our theme for all of December. Hope arrives. When Jesus arrives, hope arrives. And hope still arrives. No matter what happens, he, Paul says, I love this mission and I love this team. And I resonate with that. And the attitude that keeps us growing is an attitude of gratitude. And going into 2020, you need to keep growing. Maybe you're like me and you have to take one step at a time. And sometimes you step backwards and go, well, that's not good. Let me refocus. Get back going again. And that's okay. But keep going forward with an attitude of gratitude. And finally, the way this happens, real growth happens when (laughs) the fact is, if nothing changes, nothing changes. You feeling like you're in a season where you haven't grown closer to God or you haven't grown spiritually, you haven't grown at a husband or a wife or a parent or a child or grandchild in a while. You just kind of feel, I've been stagnant. I'm telling you, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Paul, Paul goes, this is my prayer. I've got this prayer. I've got this. This is what it looks like. He said, he's like, when he said this is my prayer, this is what it looks like. Growing together looks like, first of all, overflowing love. Growing together looks like overflowing love. He says, I pray your love will overflow more and more. And it's kind of love. The love he's talking about, it's not, a, not the, the sentimental thing we think of when we think of love. We think of, you know, just you know, happiness and puppies and rainbows and that kind of stuff. And Nothing wrong with that. But the love he's talking about here is the kind of love that does not shrink away from telling the truth. i love you too much to not tell you the truth. He said that's the overflowing love. The love that's put to the test in real life situations. And making moral choices that matter and that count. He says, this is the overflowing love. I pray, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. He says, growing together also looks like growing knowledge. It's overflowing love, but it's also growing knowledge. I pray that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding, he writes. Growing in knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding lead to application. I mean, that does. Usually, I don't apply a truth to my life until I understand it. Then I apply it. I do it. Knowledge and understanding lead to application. And application, it says right here, brings glory and praise to God. When we apply his overflowing love with our growing knowledge of it, it brings glory and praise to God. Now, I think most of us would say, if I believe in God, one of the things I want to do is I'm going to be somebody who brings glory and praise to God. That's what I want to do. He said, here's how you do it. Grow, grow, grow in your knowledge and understanding. And growing together looks like living holy. Living holy. And at Waken Church, we're not afraid to say that's our goal. <laughs> we want to be people who become more like Jesus. We want to become more like Jesus in every moment. And as we become more like Jesus, we want to extend an invitation to others to join us on the journey to become more like Jesus. That's what living holy is. He says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. That you will keep growing in knowledge and understanding so that... You may live pure and blameless lives until Christ returns, living holy. So in some ways, 2019 into 2020, we need to, say, we need to really stay consistent and stay committed. Because it, even when it feels like it's taking forever, we've had a few conversations, guys. This is taking forever. No, it's not. Two years is not forever. I'm 50, trust me. Two years, it's like a snap of the fingers right now. Sometimes it feels like that in our, own, in our own walk, in our own life, in our own growing as a person. And it's just taking forever. Stay consistent and stay committed. But there's no doubt that God's called us with a desire for, to grow or to even multiply. And consistently over time equals growth, but at the same time, there's some things that may need to change. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. So he's given us a desire as we grow to to be about unity. A desire for reconciliation. A desire for our community, for our campus, for the church in Natchitoches. To be about unity and reconciliation. And trust me, I've had conversations where I've been told that won't happen. and we can't have that in Natchitoches. I don't know except God's doing it. And I just get the see it and go wow wow in many ways 2020 needs to look really different than 2019 that's probably true of your life and mine but the thing is stay consistently committed in what matters and keep in mind if nothing changes nothing changes and seek where God would have you make changes so here's our big idea for 2020 this is for Awakened Church maybe you can find your it, you know your big idea for, for this next year in there as well. God's vision for Awakened Church. He's calling us to grow. He's calling us to grow. And I didn't come up with a cute acronym, G-R-O-W and what that might mean. I didn't like, man, sometimes I do that, but I just wasn't feeling it. I just think here's what grow means for us at Awakened Church. It means for us as we become more like Jesus, we invite others on the journey. That's it. And that's really what Jesus calls his disciples to do. And we're disciples, by the way. You're a follower. You're a disciple. Go and make disciples. It's called the Great Commission. As you follow Jesus, as you become more like Jesus, we invite others on the journey. That's what God's calling us to do this year. So next week we're kicking off a brand new series. This series is three weeks, the first three weeks of the year. It's going to be called You Belong Here. We're going, to, we're going to really take a look at that and, and get deep into that. And um, really, we're going to awaken, continue to this, continue to awaken to this truth that, that Jesus is about authentic love and authentic hope. And he's about it to the people and individuals and families in our community and our campus. And especially he's given us a heart for those who are discouraged. And displaced. That's why we connect, I think, with college students so, so well, because you're displaced sometimes when you move move to a new place. You get kind of displaced, and God is calling us in this year to be about that. So next steps. Here's one thing I would I would encourage you to do. I'd even challenge you if you're part of the awakened Church family, especially to challenge you to do this. Hope you guys are up for a challenge. You can begin to grow individually by stepping up your personal time in the scripture and one of the things that we're doing this year, I mentioned earlier last year, we went, some of us went through the New Testament, one chapter a day, every day for the whole year this year, starting January 1st there's a new Bible study plan, it's actually it's right there on the YouVersion Bible app and it's called the NIV 365 Day Devotional Reading Plan, and we have a thing on there, we actually have a group that's going through it and if you get the, the, the message that has the group in it, you can just join the group and not only get the daily devotional and read the scripture, but also join the group discussion. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to do what we've always done. We're going to put in our little weeklies and in our, our uh, Facebook group and, and uh, the group me that we have, all this stuff. We're going to send you the, the, what we're reading this week. Here's the readings for the week. But you'll miss the devotionals. So if you join it on your Bible app, you'll actually get the devotions, and it's pretty good stuff. I went ahead and, and looked ahead at some of it. So do that and begin to grow. And if you feel like, I don't want to be just a part of that, man, do it for yourself. Get, get a Bible study plan and begin to get deeper into the Scripture. Maybe it's one verse a day this year. Your next step collectively would be this. Awakening Church, guys, invite one person or one family to join us next Sunday for this next series. You belong here. It's going to be something special. And I pray that you guys would would uh, begin to grow, help us to grow by doing that. You guys are going to come. We're going to lead us in a song. Because as we think about growth, whether it be on a personal level or on a group level or, or a church that's really on the very beginning stages of what a church is, to grow, sometimes we feel like we've got to work so hard to do it. And I feel that some days. Some days I really feel that. But then we get reminded that it's not about how hard we work as much as it's how much we trust God. And there's no striving to earn His love. There's no striving to earn His favor. There's no striving. That's why it's called grace, because there's no striving for it. Grace and peace, sometimes you have to stop striving and just let Him bring it to you. So as we stand and sing this song, let's kind of exit out of this year and into 2020 with just this meditation there's no striving when it comes to you and your love Lord we love you we thank you that there's no striving to earn your love to earn your favor to earn your grace it's a gift you give us and so Lord I pray that you would continue to help us as we seek to grow and we, say, we, we seek to, to set goals some of us will make New Year's resolutions Lord may we approach all of these things with grace and peace in Jesus name Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.